WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Berrien County will receive $4 million as a result of a settlement between several states and the makers of opioids. Berrien County Health Officer Guy Miller tells us Michigan's receiving $800 million from the settlement with multiple drug makers. He spoke to county commissioners this week about planning for the county's share. As we're getting this funding, it's just to bring it to really our community's awareness. How do we manage this opioid epidemic, this kind of crisis that we've been in? Miller says the funding should be used for education, prevention, and treatment. Is opioids a problem? Yes, opioids are a problem. Substance use disorders are a problem, and they're growing. The number of deaths we've had in the past three years has increased, and we're projected to be even higher again with the number of overdose deaths we've had in Berrien County. The county's $4 million share will be paid out over 18 years, working out to about 250000 per year. Miller says it can be used to combat opioid abuse and deaths, noting Berrien County is likely to have 40 overdose deaths by the end of this year. The county ranks 14th out of Michigan's 83 counties for drug overdose deaths. Berrien County residents are invited to review some federal information on the availability of broadband Internet in their areas. Speaking to colleagues this week, Berrien County Commissioner Terry Freeling said the FCC is asking people to go to FCC.gov and look up their address at the new broadband fabric map. What the FCC is encouraging is any property owners to go on there, and if the speeds are inaccurately reported, the location is not correct, um, like say they have it linked to an outbuilding versus your home, you can challenge the location, you can challenge the accessibility, and they're asking that any property owners do so. Freeling said the county can also challenge the FCC's broadband information. It has until January 13th to do a bulk challenge. Freeling's a member of BC BIT, the county's broadband committee. It's brought in multiple firms in the last few years to map out broadband availability in the county to put Berrien in a better position to seek grant funding. The Berrien County Clerk's Office staff will take part in some recounts next week. Clerk Sharon Tyler told county commissioners... This week that she'll miss Thursday's meeting due to the recounts. We will have a local recount at the Niles South County Courthouse, and I thank the staff of Berrien County for helping me put this together. We will be recounting the city of Buchanan Council member. We will also be recounting the Berrien Springs Village Council and the Coloma School District. These are nonpartisan elections. Republicans and Democrats cannot challenge. Also, next Thursday, Tyler and her staff will take part in a statewide recount for four municipalities. Bridgman, St. Joseph Township, Chickaming Township, and Royalton Township. They'll go on a trip to Allegan for the joint effort with Allegan, Barry, and Ottawa counties. There's a new permanent resident at Love Creek County Park as the staff is now caring for an injured owl. Berrien County Chief Naturalist Derek Pelk tells us Julio was brought to the park by a wildlife rehab center in Vicksburg back in July. He had a broken wing, possibly as a result of getting hit by a vehicle, and will no longer be able to fly, so Love Creek's Nature Center is his new home. Props to our maintenance staff for building a really nice habitat for him that we've decked out with branches and a few plants and things of that nature. 
Pelk says people who can visit Julio and the plan is to use him for educational purposes. Now that he's comfortable in eating, we're going to start using him as a wildlife ambassador, basically. Having students and grown-ups alike getting a close-up look at Julio once we kind of have him trained to come out with us for programs. Pelk said Julio can be taken around to schools, for example, if his temperament allows. He's an eastern screech owl and mostly eats small rodents. Anyone who wants to see the new park resident can visit Love Creek on Wednesdays through Sundays from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. United Through Motherhood in Benton Harbor has donated more than 4,000 diapers to community organizations that work with those in need. The donation was shipped out of Temple B'nai Shalom today, and they're going to Neighbor to Neighbor, the Cass Family Center, the Coloma Family Center, Neighbor by Neighbor, and the Berrien County Health Department. United Through Motherhood was started when a group of local mothers learned many families struggled to send their babies to daycare due to a lack of diapers. Group President Ruth Kramer tells us grants are now coming in and they have big plans. As soon as we get more grants, I'm just going to keep resupplying all of these programs. And I'm looking forward to the day when we can have enough diapers to be a sustainable diaper bank for southwest Michigan. Friday's donation was possible due to an $1,100 grant from the Women's Endowment Fund of the Jewish Federation of St. Joseph Valley. Fund President Mara Betcher told us they haven't supported an effort quite like this before. The whole idea touched our hearts to begin with. The fact that we could offer diapers to mothers and babies in need was just exceptional. United Federal Credit Union also made a $500 donation. Kramer says she'll be meeting soon with the Pokagon Fund about another possible source of support. Anyone who wants to help in the effort can send a donation to United Through Motherhood at Temple B'nai Shalom. They'll also be launching a website soon. A popular Cass County park just took a major step toward upgrading its facilities. Dr. T.K. Lawless International Dark Sky Park in Vandalia has been awarded a $428,000 land and conservation fund grant for upgrades to its facilities. The grant was announced this week by the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, which awarded more than $7 million to parks across the state. The grant money partially funds a $1.5 million project at the park, which would allow Cass County to build a splash pad, a nature center, and renovate decades-old facilities. Lawless Park is one of two county parks in Michigan to have the dark sky designation because of its exceptional quality viewing of starry nights in a rural protected area. A 31-year-old Van Buren County mother is charged with second-degree murder and second-degree child abuse in the death of her one-year-old daughter in August of 2021. Cody Lyon was arraigned this week in Kalamazoo County. The babysitter of Olivia Stripling called police when she found the little girl unconscious less than an hour after picking her up August 7th. Olivia died the next day at a hospital, and the autopsy found she had been bleeding on her brain and she had a cracked skull. Lyon admitted to police that she had been up for several days doing meth and was frustrated she couldn't sleep. She also said she had kicked her daughter off the bed, but it was not intentional. And Governor Gretchen Whitmer has stopped in Detroit this week for an auto summit at the One Campus building downtown. She announced a large investment in the Automotive Mobility and Technology Cluster Association. I'm excited to announce new support for a key partner, Mish Auto, as we advance Michigan's future mobility leadership. Through the Michigan Mobility Futures Initiative, we will invest $2 million in industry, infrastructure, and workforce projects right here in Michigan. The governor says the projects will help build the workforce of the future, compete for high-skilled workers, and create good-paying jobs in Michigan. In the state, one out of five jobs is mobility-related. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. 
WSJM News Now continues. Brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. There was a surprise announcement from Democratic Senator Kristen Sinema of Arizona today. She's leaving the Democratic Party. However, she's not becoming a Republican, or maybe she's Alex Stone. The move a shock to the political world, but Kirsten Sinema has long frustrated Democratic colleagues opposing their priorities and giving support to some Republican ideas. On ABC affiliate KTAR, Sinema says she is declaring her independence from the partisan system in Washington. Today's announcement is just a natural extension of the work that I've been doing on behalf of Arizona for the last number of years in the United States Senate. But she says she does not plan to caucus with Republicans that will ensure Democrats retain their narrow lead in the Senate. Alex Stone, ABC News. A judge has dismissed criminal charges against former Governor Rick Snyder over the Flint water crisis. The Republican was charged with misdemeanor willful neglect of duty for allegedly failing to supervise the officials who allowed Flint's water to become tainted with lead. The dismissal follows the Michigan Supreme Court decision that says a one-judge grand jury had no authority to issue indictments. City managers appointed by Snyder began using the Flint River to supply the mostly black city to save money while a new pipeline to Lake Huron was built. Snyder's acknowledged the state government botched the water switch and is pointed at regulators who did not require corrosion controls. This week, new details came to light involving the alleged shooter who police say killed five victims at a Colorado Springs LGBTQ nightclub last month. It involved details of an earlier case, more from ABC. Until this week, details of a 2021 arrest of alleged Club Q shooter Anderson Aldrich were fragmented and few. This week, a judge unsealing documents in that earlier case showing Aldrich was arrested after grandparents reported Aldrich was making a bomb and threatened them and that Aldrich claimed to be the next mass shooter. The case was dismissed, and now D.A. Michael Allen says because the family would not cooperate and under Colorado law was over at that point. Guns that Aldrich had at the time are still being held by police. Aldrich had different weapons, a D.A. says, when the mass shooting was carried out. Alex Stone, EBC News. Ukraine's finance minister says crucial Western financial aid is not charity but self-preservation as donor countries share the price of turning back Russian aggression. The uh, finance minister told the Associated Press Thursday his country is protecting freedom and democracy far beyond its borders. He said he believes EU officials will resolve their dispute with Hungary that's holding up 18 billion euros in loans that would cover a large part of Ukraine's looming budget gap. That outside financing is needed to avoid printing money at the central bank to cover basic needs like pensions, a practice that risks fueling already painful inflation. 39 Republicans have joined Democrats to vote in favor of the Respect for Marriage Act, but eight House Republicans who first voted yes in July voted no this week. More if maybe sees Jay O'Brien. A lot of it stems, according to at least some of these House Republicans, as to what happened in the Senate. So if you recall, when this passed in the Senate, there had to be additional language to get the 60 votes that you need to pass some kinds of legislation in the Senate. It has to be bipartisan. So Republicans worked to add religious liberty exemptions in into the legislation, and House Republicans yesterday said that they didn't feel those religious liberty exemptions went far enough. That said, those exemptions were not in the bill when they voted on it in July, and they only chose to vote against it when they were added subsequently. Lawyers for a doctor who intentionally defied a Texas abortion law that the lawyers called a bounty hunting scheme say a court has dismissed the test of whether members of the public can sue providers who violate the restrictions. Dr. Alan Braid publicly revealed last year he intentionally violated the law shortly after it took effect in September of 2021. 
The law bans abortions after roughly the sixth week of pregnancy and is only enforced through lawsuits filed by private citizens. Since then, Texas has banned abortions entirely after the fall of Roe v. Wade. Abortion rights groups say the San Antonio court's ruling this week is significant because it sets a precedent that could determine and undermine similar laws attempted elsewhere. And WNBA star Brittany Griner is now home, released from Russia in exchange for convicted Russian, a convicted Russian arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death. Former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan, another American detained in Russia, meanwhile, remains in Russia on espionage charges. Morph maybe sees Malia Alice Parks on negotiations involved. The White House is being really tight-lipped on what else might have been on the table, what other negotiations they were maybe putting forward uh, to try to get both of those Americans home. Remember, the U.S. says that these are completely trumped-up charges, but the Russians have charged Paul Whelan with basically espionage. And so whether or not it would have to be someone held in American custody who is basically facing similar charges, perhaps. Uh, but these are going to be really, really tough negotiations going forward, especially when you look at just the larger landscape, the relationship between the U.S. and Russia. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.